Chopping it up. Blog Talk Radio. Eat nuts. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up wanna do our show and keep the brain running with the premises talk sports on a national level? Full with the topic, sorta of like the rubber when it's game time. They like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates sweep their minds a little bit. The sports medicine, sports veterans and greats. The four for twenty-six tour the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my brother, B. Austin. Look, man, oh, shout out to the homie Jimmy, uh, my co-host Jimmy. He's not with us this evening, but y'all know the blueprint is, is, is out there handling business only in a way that the blueprint knows how, so shout out to the brother. Look, man, we're in week two of the shutdown of the sports world due to the novel coronavirus, COVID-19. But now, not only has it shut down the sports world, but much of America has been shut down as well, as schools have been closed and millions of American workers have been asked to work from home, if they can. Again, we'll discuss it. We'll give our thoughts on everything being affected by it, but we'll also discuss discuss the -the off-the-field player movement activity occurring in the NFL right now. So we don't really have any games going on but we do have the NFL doing its off-season thing, and I think that's coming just about the right time. It's kind of like B. It's kind of like fantasy football right now because all of these teams are tooling up, but we like, you know, are they tooling up for no reason? Like, are they going to play? Like, <laughs> the, the tool-up is real, but are we going to ever get to see this, or when are we going to get to see this? You know what I mean? But but look, we yeah, like I said, we're going to discuss all of that. So keep it locked right here with your boys. And if you want to get in on the conversation, sign in right now to the Botherhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323-410-0012. Before we get started, though, make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air, and I know you guys have a lot of time on your hands now, some stuff for the people that's working at home, some stuff that you may not have been able to do it in the office, you probably can do it at home. So, you know, we're not live on the air. Remember to check out archive episodes of our show. You can do that at warroomsports.com. You can also catch us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a whole host of other places where podcast listening is done. Uh, you can also check out some of our sister shows. Shout out to the Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris. Uh, shout out to Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop Podcast with Phil and Survive. Shout out to um, After Further Review with the Mayor, John Appetit with the Burtons. Um, and, and still on his way back, uh, he had to postpone his March 15th return, mostly because of everything that's going on here. Um, the, the, the mad scientists of sports, he will be back at some point. So shout out to all of these people. But B... What up with you? How you been living in these quarantine streets? Yeah, we out here living our best life, battling the novel COVID-19. I don't know what's so novel about it, uh, but, <laughs> you know, we uh, 
it's, it's, it's interesting, man. The schools irking and annoying. The schools, the school is the irking COVID nineteen. We uh, right. the schools is uh, working on digital learning days. Uh, I don't know if they're doing that for your little little youths them up there, but um, you know, down here in uh, sweet Georgia, um, Georgia, you know, basically Georgia, uh, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my boy, who is my youngest, he gets up about eight, eight thirty, which is a little later than he would normally. And, um, he jumps on and he jumps on and does his digital learning day for, uh, four periods of classes. And then after that, so the um, does his little music thing. Huh? The teacher is involved in that? Like, they're having yes, class? Sir. Like, okay. Yes, sir. That's what's yes. up. Yeah, utilizing yeah. utilizing they, the 2020 technology? Utilizing the 2020 technology. They do Zoom meetings and hangouts, and they do it okay. at, at specific times every day where you can go in and ask questions, um, but they don't really do live classes per se. They just upload, right. you know, what right. needs to be uploaded. He downloads what needs to be downloaded, and what whip wop whoop and has done and then he's uh living the life of a of a professional uh athlete, a professional footballer, uh or a soccer player because then he gets to go train for four hours. Um which, you know, to him I guess is cool for right now. It's a lot more training than he's used to. But we but a small we're trying group to get Small group, small group. Yeah. Now one one get more training for four hours. Gotta get out of only coaching on only Kobe, only Kobe can do that. But um, yeah, social distancing is is crucial. So in like a four to six person, a four to six person group, they uh, they get they train on and and that's that, man. So hopefully cool. when the novel comes to an end, uh, we'll be ready to go to Europe and sign that Premier League contract in London to play for uh, Man City. You know, my young in here a little bit younger in the tooth. So and you know Maryland, you know we always behind. So it's not a lot of 2020 technology going on here. Uh, they teach her put together a giant package of stuff, aka she ripped pages out of everybody's workbooks, stapled them together, <laughs> sent them home. <laughs> this is this is the main teacher. Get to work. But yeah, he has one teacher who does try to do some stuff, you know, online. Like she puts her assignments there, so you know he. He can do stuff on a computer and turn it in. Everybody else, he's just going to have this big old packet of handwritten work to hand in whenever they do go back to school. So I'm wondering if they are going to a plan B, because this looks like it's going to last longer than the two weeks that they told everybody it was going to last. So I'm like, at this point, you know, these other teachers, like, what are they going to expect us to come in and get another packet? Or are y'all going to get with the times and, and possibly do something Um online something technological we shall see man but it's it's been crazy man because all you see on social media is people talking about homeschooling and all of this kind of stuff um for me and i'm not gonna sit here and lie like i'm sitting here giving instruction and all of that kind of stuff what i do you know he get to his work he get to his packets he got questions he can ask me the work needs to be checked we talk about it but i'm not necessarily sitting here holding class because you know I got stuff to do. That's what well. that's what homeschool is. 
Yo, see you Come see me when yeah, it's done. You know, people. Check a it. lot of people out there are gonna act like they're doing some more than what they're doing. You know. <laughs> okay, young boy, you good? On to the next. A lot of lot of recess breaks in, in my class. Um, <laughs> oh, you finished that? All right, finish a couple more. Let's get ahead of the curve, and then you can go watch the TV. <laughs> All right, it's <laughs> all good. We'll figure it out, but. Yeah, this one got people afraid, man. It's a lot of stuff. They talking about, you know, possibly closing some schools for the rest of the year. But we'll get to that in a minute, man. Let's get to these hot topics because, you know, that's a part of it. Um, and hot topics, as usual, <laughs> is brought to you by my bookie. Now, it's a little weird right now because there's nothing to bet on. But War Room Family, when sports do return, <laughs> make sure you know, that you know that you can make tons of bread sports betting at MyBookie. So if you still haven't checked out MyBookie, you can get your account up and running now so, you know, that you're ready when the games start back up. You can lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports. You can join us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players placing bets at MyBookie.ag. If you guys are tired of getting excuses when it's time to collect on your bets from all of these other sites and, and wherever, you're, you know, your bookies, that's why we urge you to join MyBookie. You win. They pay fast, no hassle. You're basically wasting your time sports betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now, and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use promo code WARROOM in all caps to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid when sports return, that is. That's all there is to it. All right, man. So, I heard you know, they, I heard they was taking bets on I heard they was taking bets on when this is all going to end and how many <laughs> people was going to come. I, <laughs> when each league is going to start back up. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they might be even bet, more ignorant than bet. that, taking prop bets on, you know, what professional athletes test positive for this COVID crap. Yeah, they um, bet on the mortality rate. Right. So speaking of that, um, man, uh, a report came out earlier this week saying four – Brooklyn Nets tested positive. Um, we later found out, because, you know, some of these guys are transparent through their social media accounts. We later found out that one of those four was uh, none other than Kevin Durant himself. You know, Kevin Durant. We talk about him often on this show because he's an NBA superstar, one of the top two to five players in the NBA um, from the area that uh, B and I have frequented over the last 20 years. Um, we've had experiences with him, coached against him, talked to him. Uh, B's played with him uh, in the in the Maryland run and shoot pickup game circuit. Um, unfortunate, like this is a guy, you know, he's just now probably getting around the team in some kind of action capacity because we all know he's recovering from uh, a torn Achilles. So. Uh, we don't know who the other three players are. So it's like the only one we have to be remorseful for on a more personal level right now is, is KD as, as with most of the celebrities that you see popping up saying that they're testing positive feels fine. Asymptomatic at the time of the test, which is another issue that we'll get to in a minute. Um, But what were your thoughts when you, when you heard that? Because you, you hear names. Of course, you you know, it started out with Rudy Gobert. Um, then it was uh, uh, his teammate, Donovan Mitchell. 
who are, you know, all-star players, big names in themselves, but then when somebody who's arguably, when healthy, the best player in the NBA, one of the faces of the NBA get it, does it take on a, a little more of a more serious tone in sports? <clears throat> uh, definitely. My first thought was, damn, COVID-19. The COVID-19 team is winning right now. I guess your man KD went to join them, but um, yeah. you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. <laughs> Listen, man, everybody gets these hands. I'm hopeful that um, you know, I'm wishing them the best. And and again, I I, I you know, as parents, we have these certain levels of concern and and frantic fear because of <laughs> our kids. But the reality is. At his age and with the type of shape and conditioning he's in, all I think he got is the flu. He ain't got nothing serious, man. Yeah, man. I, cool. I, I know. And a lot of y'all think that way. You know, I'm in more of a – a little bit more of a panic state than you. I mean, I, you know, I get the, I get the research in and stuff gets serious. Like, what I do know, viruses, especially ones that we don't know anything about, they change. They mutate. You know what I'm saying? So everything we learned in month one could be different by month two. So I like, so I don't just take it for granted. Like, ah, oh, well, he's healthy, this and that, and uh, he'll he'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm praying that it's that way, but you know, for me, it's a little more worrisome. You know, when you hear of when when things hit a little bit more closer to home like that. I mean, a week ago. And, and you know, a lot of people out there will try to chalk it up to jokes, but there were some people dead-ass serious out there. A week ago, black people couldn't catch it. <laughs> and and if there was anything about our makeup that made that true for the first month of the virus, which I don't really believe, but if there was anything out there that made that true, it could have possibly changed. So as strange change, I mean, we talk about how many people die from the flu every year. And and a big reason for that is, you know, people who do take the flu uh, shot, sometimes a new a strain, a different strain comes, and what you've taken really doesn't do anything to help you, and more people die because there's a different strain, and they got to be like back to the drawing board. The only thing is, you got decades and decades of research and and knowledge about the flu. You know what I'm saying? You got a month or two of this. So we can't think that everything that they've reported is 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 going to be concrete for the duration of this crazy crap that we're going through. So that's my thing. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you in thinking like, okay, he should be okay and everybody else should be okay, but you know, you never know, man. I mean, even even if these dudes are NBA players. We don't know which one of these NBA players grew up with asthma. <laughs> I just read about a 34-year-old who died because he had asthma that he thought he got over as as a kid, and you know he ended up taking a little trip to Disney World. He he had some other stuff as well, but you know, point being, if this thing doesn't exist, dude is still alive. You know what I mean? So for me, it, it's I don't know. I don't know, dog. But shout out to to Katie and everybody on the Nets. We hope that you uh. Uh, everything is everything like everybody thinks it's supposed to be. Um, let's go to the phone lines real quick. 
got the homie Tobias out in Arizona. I know Tobias about to come on and change our whole topic. <laughs> what up, Tobias? Damn right. I'm glad you got yeah. that bloviate. In, in, in honor of COVID-19, I'm getting fluked out next month. F-L-E-W-T, fluke uh, on the cheap. <laughs> uh, too bad Too bad you family men can't do that. Have fun right, have homeschooling your kids and stock it up on juice boxes. But anyway, uh, <laughs> and, and LeBron. We know LeBron ain't gonna get sick because he's like Wolverine. You can shoot, you know, he'll miss a quarter, he'll be back. Uh, yeah, that that'll know. be that'll be the crazy thing though. Like LeBron has shown these Wolverine tendencies all throughout his career. I hope something like this ain't what finally takes him out. That'll be crazy. Yeah, I hope not either. You know, and then also before I get on my, that's a, like that's a story. I don't know if you guys saw it. Well, we all know that Chris Paul's grandparent grandfather got killed like almost twenty years ago. And, right. and as a white woman, she li- she came out and said she lied, and she did. And those are the wrong five black males that they arrested, wow. and two of them still in prison serving life sentence. So I feel bad about it, and wow. it's something to look up there. Yeah, but uh, you know, topic of the week. I don't know if y'all watched the Wolverine, the X Men movies over the years. Bucks fans think <laughs> they getting Wolverine from the X Men first X Men movie in the nineties, but we end up getting old, old man Logan from the movie that came out a couple years ago. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what y'all getting down in Tampa Bay? Hey, bro. <laughs> Tommy it, Brady. It, my hey, let's be honest, guys. Hashtag that uh, trademark. If anybody watched the games the past couple years, Brady's washed. People just don't want to say it because of who he is. Mind you, if the dude from the Chiefs that lined up all sides, he would have ended that game with, with a third pick in Kansas City by had two straight Super Bowls. And he didn't do anything in that Super Bowl. And uh and then his past season, he was bad as well. And so I was just thinking, like, you know, I feel like hey, you move on, you move on, you get a younger guy, you go you get a younger guy. But I just believe it's that this guy is shot. And you got the hot take crew thinking they're gonna be Super Bowl contenders, thinking they his automatic championship team. But here's the other well, thing. You 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 know what could be your your squad saving grace though? Because right now there's a, a a flock of veteran players who want to go team up with Brady. So the NBA mentality is kicking in. And yep. if you guys, you know, can free up enough money to sign some of these people, then you might have, you know, more of a shot. You know, even if that happens and you guys do okay, they're going to give all the credit to Brady. I guess he would deserve credit because he was the catalyst to make everybody want to come there. But he could he, he can end up you know, actually playing like trash, but having a good enough team around him to <laughs> You mean his last you, know, you, you to, mean his last Super Bowl win? Some type of a playoff run. But Oh you we'll mean see. his last Super Bowl win where he played like trash <laughs> and he just went against Jared Goff who we know he's the biggest waste of money ever. And so <laughs> pretty much here's my thing. I believe when you go a quarterback you gotta have a plan. And so, but the problem is Bruce Arians sixty eight years old and say so he ain't waiting around. But the, but then I hear all this time, I was like, yeah, we got to upgrade offensive line, get a running back. And I'm like, why the hell y'all ain't been doing this for the past 10 years? Uh, <laughs> you yeah. know? It, even ever since before Lovey took over, it's like trash line, trash running game. It's like, oh, now you want to do it now? But the thing, the one thing, like, I I think people got to understand also, this is a team that hasn't been on big games in like 10 years. Hasn't been a national spotlight since. Honestly, since Cutter, not Cutter, but Gruden left. So now these guys are going to get micromanaged on every hot take show. 
if the game doesn't go well, it could be their fault. If you miss a block, they're going to be on you. You'll get more press. you get all this pressure. And that's something right there that I think people are factoring in. And then also, the Saints are still in the division. And I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a Bucks fan, but the Saints are still ain't going nowhere. The Falcons yeah. are approved. Gonna be fine. So I, I gotta be, be I gotta be consistent with the Saints though, because you know, I was loudly proclaiming last year as being their last chance. They're kind of do or die, their window closing. So at the moment, you know what I'm saying, I, I think the Saints can be overtaken. But you know, they they they're the Saints. They might do what they usually do. They might start the season looking unbeatable. And then, you know, by the end of the season, right. we'll see what happens. But it would be up to you guys. If they're the unbeatable Saints for the first half of the season, y'all have to stay, you know, stay yeah. in the mix well enough to get a playoff spot because the Saints will fade at some point. And, uh, <laughs> some point when the yeah, playoffs Yeah, because Breeze is older. And that's the thing. Also, mm-hmm. Breeze is older. And right. be so this is like the old man cool. division now as far as quarterback. You ain't lying. Hey, <laughs> y'all got old man. Quick. Old man and the corporate color, you know, Teddy. But uh, you know, but uh, you know, here's the thing. I I, I just think that uh, everybody's just saying they're not paying attention. Brady has to climb, and they oh he didn't have any receivers. Aaron Rodgers didn't have receivers last year. He did fine. Carson Wentz yeah. had his receivers on like on like the uh, what what oh were the receivers at? Getting treated for Yo, the Rona early. We didn't have, we didn't have receivers before before the injury. Then we went to have a negative receiver. Right, no, no, like, like, no, but that's, that's even, that, exactly, B, that's different. Like, when, when Tobias says the Patriots didn't have receivers, like, they had people on their little piece of paper that's called a roster that had their names after the, the two letters WR. Like, yo, we were actually out of receivers. Like, we didn't have Anybody on the roster, we had tight ends yeah. lining up on the outside, and we were bringing in dudes off the street. Like Greg Ward Yo. turned into a star in the last four weeks of the season. You'll probably Yo. never hear from him again. Greg Ward. And am I saying his name right? Is it Greg Ward or is it like Bobby Ward? It is it's Greg, Greg Ward. It's okay. the legend. It's the legend, Greg Ward. And then we had uh, we had the bull that, that came in off the street, Pierce. We had no wide receivers, and Howie went out and signed two tight ends. And still, we still didn't have that. And, and, and here's the thing also. But Carson Wentz still had a damn good season, considering all that. And, uh, and, that, and that what impressed me about him. I was like, okay, didn't have that. He, but he, he still, still got an Eagles season. fan saying that he a bum. Like, I don't get yeah. it. But I'm like, what did y'all watch the last – what did y'all watch last season? All the stuff he overcame, even from the, the start of the season, when – you know, like three of those losses could have easily been wins if somebody would catch a football. I remember that Falcons game. That, that right. Falcons yeah. game. Was Falcons game. Wait, wait, wait. Falcons game. Lions game. Uh, I yep. think it was one more early that could have been a win if somebody would catch the football. And I'm not absolving him from his mistakes. He made some mistakes. He wasn't perfect. He's a young quarterback. But what he did show me He's last season. Yeah, what he showed me last season was that he could play through adversity and, and step it up when it was do or die. And some and people just don't like see about. it that way, man. Oh, my, uh, my only my only criticism of Carson Dev is I mm-hmm. believe I'm I'm I hope to be wrong in this. Let me put it this way. I hope that he's not the type of guy that balls out when there's no expectation. And then Ooh, yeah. there is expectation. Then, then when they say 
the Eagles are back. Yeah, they're healthy. Now, they're talented. They should be in the mix. And then it's like, yeah, crack, 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 crack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, you're right. I you know feel, what? Because the like only Carson two seasons, played the last four or five games of the season, like no free. Nobody expects right. me to do anything with Manny, Mo, Jack, Curly, and right, right. And <laughs> no, I feel that. So because if you think about the last time he was super out, successful when there's like that, real talent surrounding him. Right. Yep. Real expectations. I hope he can. I hope he can deliver. But Tampa, you, know, you guys are in an interesting position. And and I heard what you were saying about the micro, the micromanagement of the media and the fan base is going to come because you guys are under intense scrutiny when you know old Tom Terrific rolls into town. Everything. And I don't think it's fair because it's not like they got a 36-year-old Tom Terrific. They got an 80-year-old Tom Terrific and all the pressure going to be on them. That's that's not fair. Yeah, because because here's the thing, because this team still need a left, mm-hmm. and and we got the left tail getting like 15 million a year, and this dude doesn't play to the whistle. Cam Jordan celebrated when the dude got his contract extension, saying we called him food, and it still still got whooped every week by the by the Saints. <laughs> That's who your starting left tackle is, and so people say, oh Brady gets the ball out quick. But you know this, when you get the ball out quick, that means you got to have precise route runners like A. B. He's a he's made me nutty as squirrel poop, but he's a precise route runner. <laughs> the Bucks receivers are great. The, 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 the Bucks receivers are great, right? But they aren't the route yeah, runners like him. Right they, the Bucks the Bucks have receivers that just make plays. They're not out there being precise and crisp and and, 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 and fundamentally and, and, yes, sound. And, like like Mike and, and, Mike and, uh what's his name? Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Mike Evans really has no discernible wide receiver skills. He's just big, and he's gonna go get the ball. I mean, which in today's game you need that. I mean, and you know what, guys? You need somebody who's gonna go thing. get the ball. And and, and I and I think like uh, Ryan, like There's Brian people 2.0. like what? Yeah, people like what James like no market, but no, no thinking. Be like be like Ryan Tannehill or Teddy Bridgewater. You go to a team or like Teddy got to the Saints where you can learn. <laughs> yeah, and, and like. It's like what's his name? Like Tannehill did with the uh, Titans, go somewhere to second quarterback situation. I think Jamie should go to the Saints, sit behind Breeze, and you know, chill out. But you know um, who I think y'all might end up with? Um, who's that? Tobias. Ty Gurley just got released by the Rams. Oh God! Yes. I think y'all might end up with it. He he would be an upgrade. He would be an upgrade (laughs) if he's healthy. But dude, can he walk? Hey, I'm about to say if he's healthy. But that's you know. Dude, Todd Gurley needs that 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 wheelchair to buy groceries every day. So let, let's let's be real about that. Uh, <laughs> he can't walk. But so but, Skyview in the chat room asked you guys. He said, "Would you take a forty-three-year-old Tom Brady or a forty-five-year-old Warren Moon?" Warren was still good at the end, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but did he play till he was forty-five? I, I mean, so. I, I asked my, my question 44. back to Skyview was, "Can I Warren say neither?" Warren was a better but, talent. I'm like, can I say neither? No, yeah, he definitely is. See, here's the Tom Brady without Bill Belichick is a gamble. So it's like, I don't know if I trust dude without. I mean, I guess he's done enough to earn trust, but me, I'm still skeptical. You know what I mean? But here's here's the thing. Belichick, he lets you go for a reason. (laughs) He wanted to get rid of him two years ago (laughs) for Garoppolo. And the last two years, we've seen why. (laughs) <laughs> yes, but people don't want to admit that because of the name on the back of the jersey. That's the mm-hmm. thing. 
and uh, and, and, and I'm just worried that, hey, this guy ain't going to be what the media and all these people saying what he's going to be. Yeah, he ain't going to throw 30 picks. But damn it, can he make plays still? No, the arm is shot like Phillip Rivers. People just don't yeah. want to admit that. And they don't want they don't know, want to come to grips with that. It's okay because he's 43. It's okay. You know what this <laughs> you know? could be, Tobias, on a higher level? Because we went What's through that? this on a much lower level when um, Andy Reid got rid of Donovan McNabb. Now, me and B sat there and told everybody, why, he's not going to be the same player outside of Philly. Everybody like, y'all crazy. Washington about to own the division now. Y'all stupid. Let them I'm like, that should show you. The person who made this dude look good was willing to trade him inside the division. <laughs> if that's not the biggest slap in the face piece of disrespect you've ever seen that nobody's going to look at it that way. But if that's not the biggest pile of disrespect you've ever seen in your life, and then it came to fruition. I still remember to this day when Washington beat us the first time we played him. And dude was in the locker room. Oh, hold on, B. Dude was in the locker room talking trash like, yeah, they got rid of the wrong one. Yo, he threw for 100 yards that game. Uh, 100 even. And he was in there talking trash like, they they, they shouldn't have got rid of me. Like, no, you just kind of proved that they should have. Like, you had 100 yards. We're going to lose games to division rivals. That's just going to happen. It happens. You play them all. It happens. Yep. But, dude, you just threw for 100 yards. Like, you didn't prove anything. And he talked all of that. And by the end of the season, he was on the bench for 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 the dude who went to the Super Bowl with the Bears. I forgot his name. He was trash. Oh, Rex Grossman. Um, oh, it's it, 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 And then by the next year, he was in Minnesota. And then by game six of that year, he was done. He on TV. So like, and, and by the way, yeah. <laughs> speaking, on t- speaking of the Bears, you. right, how – now I'm a I've always been a Cam Newton critic, right? But how in the hell he doesn't have a market, but Nick Foles keep getting markets? <laughs> you know, <laughs> is it because he had that, that Super Bowl run? That's why people still believing in him. And I'm hey, like, the Bears. We talked about this earlier in the chat. I mean, you you saw Brett Favre after he won one Super Bowl, he could do anything he wanted. I could throw eight picks a game. <laughs> yeah, so that that credit stinks. Yes, because here's the thing. Cam Newton was cheaper. You're stuck with Nick Foles. And I'm, and Bears fans aren't excited about this. The Colts fans Nick aren't Foles excited about Phillip Rivers. Newton, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. But see, honestly, though, know, see, here's the thing. Like, like even Phillip Rivers, right? Colts fans aren't happy. They might as well stuck with, stuck with Brissette for what they did, keep doing for Rivers. Rivers is shot. They just put uh, his name on the back Tobias, of the jersey. You, you dis- you're disrespecting a legend right now. Who, Phillip Rivers? <laughs> No, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. He's <laughs> <laughs> disrespecting hey. a legend. Hey, Nick yeah. Foles got that Super Bowl run. He don't have to buy a cheesesteak ever again in Philly. Yeah. But the thing, but the thing is, Nick, though, don't, I, Nick, Nick like, don't stink though. He don't stink. He don't make like super. He don't make crazy mistakes. It's just that Nick Foles is gonna go out there and he's not gonna wow you at all times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He can he can steady a ship if you got some stuff around him. He can steady a ship to where the wind or the Andy Reid system, right? <laughs> but the, that's, that's another thing. You don't know he's what he's going to look like outside of that. I mean, to be fair, in Jacksonville there was never really an opportunity. He got hurt he got week hurt. one while while throwing a touchdown pass. He got hurt <laughs> week one. So you can't you can't put that on the same level as the Rams. And I think for the Rams, there's also an excuse there. I mean, he played under Jeff Fisher. And and nobody's been good under Jeff Fisher since you know 
the late great Air McNair, and even he didn't look like the greatest passer under Jeffries. He looked like a damn running back, and that's why he and Eddie George are, were broke up the way they were when they retired because they played for Jeff Fisher. Um, yeah, but yeah, you, you know, know, but but but, but, but there's, the there's thing, a lot but, of confidence going but, around in Nick. But, but yeah, and, and and I and I just think that uh, you know, I just think with Brady, I just thinking that people just having it's like they just look at a name and they look at looking at his career in the past. Belichick, even you know something awesome. Remember how the owner stepped in and said, "Hey, you're not trading. You get rid of Garoppolo." The owner didn't step in this time. Yeah. The owner was like, "Do what you think is best," because they know they watch practice every day. They watch these games, and, and yeah. they watch. At some stuff. point, the owner had to give give up all of that. Like, dude's forty three. How yeah. long are you gonna go to bat for him? <laughs> How long are you yeah. gonna handcuff your 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 franchise? You know what I mean? And, and and I think the Patriots gonna be all right as long as they don't trade for Andy Dalton. I don't know how Andy Dalton keeps getting this, getting all this love lately. They treat Andy Dalton like he's Steve Young in the media. Now, um, now, now that now that is a question that needs to be explored. And I'm not even an Andy Dalton detractor per se. Well, be, you know, talking about Tobias Andy don't Dalton think anybody's really nice. good. <laughs> Tobias don't think anybody's good. <laughs> you know what I think is good? Hey, I actually complimented your guy Wentz because what he did. I don't think Jared Goff's good. I didn't think he was that good in college. And I'm on college football ahead. No, but, but we're talking about the available. Some of the availables is worth a look. I take a look at Andy Dalton. Like, for real. Yeah. I think Andy Dalton is still good enough that – because I'm like, I, I could use a nice veteran backup for Carson Wentz just in case. But I don't think Andy Dalton's that guy because I think Andy Dalton can still – He wants to start. Demand – not even that, but I think he could demand more money than you want to pay a backup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In Philly, at yep. least, if you already have a high price starter, I think he could still demand more money than you want to spend on two quarterbacks. Yeah. So you I'm thinking Joe Flacco just got, just got cut. For 10 years. I take Joe Flacco <laughs> as, as Wentz's backup right now. I take Flacco. Flacco knows he ain't a starter no more. And he knows, yeah, he he knows got his money, and he, got his he, he can't demand. Yeah. Andy Dalton can still battle somebody. For a starting spot, not, I'm not saying you know if you have an established quarterback, he's not going to battle wins yeah. for the starting spot. But you know what I yeah. mean, like on any regular yeah. team, would he could battle for the starting spot if they don't have an established quarterback? Like he can go to Chargers and, and, and battle Tyrod Taylor for the start. <laughs> yeah, for for a that put butts in the seat, but uh, <laughs> you know, but, but but you know even the Patriots, everybody's like, oh, they make it as a mistake. Dude, they got six Super Bowls out of this, nine Super Bowls in 20 years. It's okay. I think people just like the guy. And Belichick, he's not going to take a step back this year. But the man ain't become stupid, right? He ain't stupid. He ain't like his dirt cutter around here calling plays. Tobias, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and go on record. You can quote me. You can quote me. You can quote me. You can quote me on this. As much respect as I put on Brady's name. I'm objective. I take the hate in my blood out because I hate him. I hate everything that the Patriots stand for, except for cheating. I wish we did more up in Philly, but I believe he, he, he hates the foundation. the reason everybody else hates him. <laughs> the foundation, the foundation, the alpha and the omega of them actually winning is Bill Belichick. I believe Brady is great, but I, I 
I took notice of them going 11 and five without Brady. Yeah. I think you can find that elsewhere. And not even that, so, even later in his career, when he got hurt and Garoppolo came in there and won it. games, he got hurt. Brissette came in there and won a game or two. Um, but no, I, the reason why I think the reason why I think they they can be successful in the short term, and successful isn't the kind of success that Brady's used to. The reason y'all could be successful in the short term, meaning possibly getting to the playoff mix this season, is a lot of the stuff that you name. Now, like I said, if Brady came in and it was dirt cutter and all that kind of stuff, I'm like, yo, nothing's changed. Y'all got an old wash quarterback. But the fact that they have a better coach now, like we've seen him deal with a wasn't he there with old ass Kurt Warner, and they were still trying to make no, some noise. No, 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 no. Or that, that wasn't was him. Huh? But, but, but Warner, oh, was, he had Carson okay. Palmer. Okay. You're right. Yeah, Carson right. Palmer. Um, but but yeah, yeah. But I, but I still respect this coach a whole lot more to be able to put some things together. So you know, I wouldn't like take y'all out of the mix, but I'm not going to put you in the mix just because of Brady, though. It might not even be hey. because of Brady. <laughs> it might just be Honestly, a steady hand at quarterback. And everything yep. they put around them, plus a good coach. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and like, if, you know, we all know this. The hot take media don't watch the games, right? They don't watch them. But they talk about the Bucks receivers. They keep talking about O.J. Howard. The dude was a bust at Alabama, and he's a bust in the NFL. The dude yeah. is soft as, as baby poop, but they keep mentioning him like he's Greg George Kittle. Yeah. And this is what I I had a conversation with somebody today, Tobias, like, cause, you know, talking about drafting people from Alabama. I'm like, more of them dudes bust than you think. Like, they're great it's, it's, at Alabama. Cool. That's why Alabama is always what they're supposed to be in college. But more of them people bust than people give them credit for. And they're wondering, like, why certain teams, we need to, you know, our drafts fail. We need to draft some of them Alabama players. A lot of people say that, and a lot of people are upset in three years because they're paying a lot to these dudes for drafting them high and they're not giving you what they gave at Alabama because this is a different level no matter how you slice. Yeah, because, because what happens is Saban, he's one of those guys, he, one thing people start recruiting, LSU over the years, Georgia, all these guys get about equal the same number of players for the most part. Alabama getting more drafted, but these guys got five-star recruits also. It's a player mm-hmm. development. And right. he develops players and they max out. Not saying they suck because some of the running backs have been good, you know, yeah. or like the defender stuff like even that. If it, even it just, if it took them a minute to get there, they, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your it's man, okay. he should have got your man should have got LASIK like Jameis. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and so, and I know you guys got to run, but yeah, we got to get the Phil Philly Phil holding on the line. Yeah, I hope. Hey, I pull over this team and win a Super Bowl. But I'm just skeptical about a guy who's turning 43 years old to uh to 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 do to be the savior because these fans and the media are looking at him as a savior. And I'm just what's hoping your, what's that. What's your draft position? What's, what's your draft? 14. Position? 14. So it'll probably be defensive, offensive line if someone um there. I think. But, I think y'all might have to find a way to package that for a quarterback. Y'all cannot put all your eggs in the Brady basket for more than one year, in my opinion. Oh yeah. You're right. Y'all, hey, y'all might you might have to find a way to be, move hey, up and get a quarterback. And the last thing I say is, be off you'll mm-hmm. love this. I I think I think the thing that got that got Brady to Tampa was because Tampa has two white boys at receiver. Brady loves that, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta have any right, take it easy, guys. That's, That's true. They're, they're heady. They're heady and they got great motors. 
Uh-huh. Smart player. All right. Breaking news. Uh, back to this COVID-19 thing. Three people in the Sixers organization. I don't know if they're players because I'm seeing two different reports. One says three staff members um, tested positive for COVID-19. One just says three people in the Sixers organization. So I don't know if there's players, staff, or both. But three people in the Sixers organization, I guess their whole team and staff was tested. Um, like I said, that's another issue that we're going to rap about in a minute. Um, not just the Sixers, but about all these NBA players being able to get tests when you got citizens being yep. turned around when they get into the hospital. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But right now, we're going to rap to the homie, uh, Phil Maddox, 365 from the Tissue and the Tape podcast. What up, Phil? Here, podcast network in the building. Shout out to you and you and you and, and one you, of the Phil, before you esteemed go. co-hosts. Co- I said co-hosts. Oh man, it's time for me to go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the worst thing I've said in, in nine and a half years. That's the worst <laughs> thing I've said. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? Hey, Dev, you the goat. G A O T. I'm the G A O. I'm the Gale. <laughs> Shout out to Floyd Mayweather. Oh man, co-hosts. Um, anyway, Word. what are the esteemed co-hosts Hello. of Safe Space? Sincerity ain't for everybody. What up, Phil? Yeah, man. Hey, Dev. Yo, man. Doing two thirds of a break in the house. Uh, <laughs> yes, with, with Jimmy out getting vampire blood. Of his, course, uh, his, of course. His, Jimmy out, he, Jimmy, Jimmy out, he about to cure all this, man. Jimmy about to get all this over. Yeah, I know that. We gonna go back to that's regular life, man. Vampire blood, man. That's how, yeah, that's exactly. How you, do it, that's, you know, no doubt, no doubt. No, no every doubt. time something happens, you go out and get your breaking news, though. To your breaking news, Dev. Somebody in our locker room said, "Ain't nobody got COVID nineteen in the Sixers organization, other than Ben Simmons and his jumper." Shout out to Hank, a.k.a. Billy Beige uh, We've been talking about this Because actually Somebody, I forgot the dude's name, my bad From the Pistons um, Tested positive And that was the last team the Sixers played Before everything was shut down oh, man. Um, That was actually the night of the shutdown And Joel and B man. guarded him Throughout the game So you know, we were hoping, because we know Joel, he just be having random illnesses anyway, important enough to miss playoff yeah, games. His immune system is yeah, trash. It's compromised. His immune system is compromised. He don't get enough orange peels or whatever he needs. So we don't we don't need him to come down with this, because this, this, you know, God yeah, forbid, man. could be a, a death sentence. He might not make it. How y'all doing, man, without without that thing of y'all's? The, uh, without, without basketball, man, I, I know... Uh, you know what? Only so I'm good though. Yeah, but but you know what? Especially you know rapping r- rapping with you, you know, because we we talk a whole lot about TV. We even in TV chat groups. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's actually so far it's given it's given me a time more time to to catch up on some other stuff. So I'm not I'm not like there yet. Like half the time this thing of ours be trash anyway. <laughs> I mean, I would still like to be able to but turn the I, channel and watch some games, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I'm I'm not I'm not in total withdrawal yet. 
because I still got a whole lot of you know, stuff on DVR that I need to catch up until, with. Until April, anyway. So, right. I mean, down that time where we know the season is supposed to be in that final stretch, you know, you probably get a little antsy. Like, I'm, I'm upset more right now. Like I, I said last week, like, I'm not this super huge college basketball fan, and I really don't even get into that until oh, midseason. That's crazy. When, when the, you know, the, the conference tournaments start to shape up, and then they get that out of the way. But, yo, today and yesterday, we were supposed to be sitting at home. If we're going to be somewhere quarantined, we're supposed to be sitting at home being able to watch yeah, every man. single March Madness game that's available. That's, that's yeah, what's missing right now. I have been able to do that in, in, in a decade. But yeah, right, that was, that's, that that's what's been, missing. Um, yeah, that that definitely would have been dope seeing um all the upsets. At least, at least Duke won't win, so there's there's a win for America. <laughs> um, so, so we got that out. But man, at least Duke won't win. Basketball, basketball better come back soon, man. For for, for Zion's sake, and for nobody else, man. That dude gonna be looking yeah. like Cleveland Junior. Sean <laughs> Kemp. Basketball come back. He, oh, remember man. Sean Kemp after he came back from the lockout? We was like, yo, what happened oh, to Sean Kemp? Man. Looked Sean like Sean Kemp, Kemp like was, uh, had dinner the whole like, lockout. He centimeters dilated. <laughs> <laughs> yo, every, yo, yo, Sean Kemp came back from the lockout, and everybody was like, yo, what y'all do during the lockout? Sean Kemp was like, dinner? <laughs> Three times a day, dinner? Yo, I couldn't mean the rain man was looking like that, man. And yeah, Zion has... Yeah, man. I hope that dude. I hope I don't know. He's young. He ain't yeah, got that I'm, kind I'm of just, money yet. I was about to say I hope he got a nice gym in his crib, but he might not have that kind of dough yet. Y'all gonna sign Todd Gurley? Um, some, of them, some of that, some of that broke, that that broke Todd Gurley uh, running back. <laughs> we good. <laughs> we good. We don't have um. That's crazy though, because we don't have the running back depth that we have because we lost Jordan Howard to the That's Dolphins. That's what I'm saying. But um, I don't know. Todd, his name being that big Todd. ruins the kind of stuff that the Eagles are trying to do. Like you don't want well, big he, names. Well, he already because... getting money from the Rams, so you might be able to get him for the cheap. I, I take yeah. a flyer on him. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. He he could come. He could come rock with us. Get get ten carries a game. Catch a couple passes. Be like the third down specialist boy. He. He's you know the room, not anyway. a, he got his money. Not really a rumor, but you know the suggestion I heard. Somebody suggested like, what, like Tampa? what if he ends up in like Seattle with Russell Wilson, and is healthy? No, that could be scary. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want. That. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> that well, no that. parts of that. that I don't want that at all. <laughs> I don't want that at all. I could. I could. I could see him staying in the NFC West though, and going down to um, going down to Arizona and rocking with them, and and Kenyon Drake. Yeah, um, they, yeah. That's, that, that's their kind of offense, you know. Oh, oh, oh yeah, because uh, yeah, they gave up their running back, you know, their starting big name running back. <laughs> no, for, they didn't give him up. They, 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 they pushed the. They drove the, him to the uh, airport. Say yo, immediately, yeah, yo, they, they packed him up like they fleeced somebody for <laughs> like, him. They, they put yeah. him on Amazon, you know. See, but this is the there, thing. Like Skyview asked days. in the in the chat room earlier, Phil. He was like. Like damn, like wasn't Gurley like the best running back in the league two years ago? Yeah, and then in a year or two he before that, got hurt. A year or two before that, Johnson was arguably in in the card, you know, for yeah. the Cardinals. So it's like that's the shelf I mean, life for running back. And them dudes got get pounded every yeah, play. You get injuries life. that these other dudes can you know rehab and 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 go through. But when you get in the ball every play and everybody hitting you like that, 
it's not easy for running backs, man. And them dudes got paid. So them dudes got yep. paid. They really not yeah. trying to get murdered like that. Like, I mean, look at right, like, And like we They on their waters. We for about, for uh, what? With my homies. <laughs> for real, for real. They were talking about Derrick Henry. Like, he was running through everybody because he's trying to get his paper. And, you know, mm-hmm. or what was the other boy that played for Dallas? Um, and then he went to the uh, – y'all had him for like three went minutes. To, yeah, he went, went to us. To and I knew he wasn't that good. Um, yeah, I don't um, even want to remember his name. <laughs> yeah, but, that but I dude, know who you talking that, about. That yeah, guy. that dude, same thing. Yeah, he got. Uh, he wasn't even good in Dallas. He got his I money, hated but that's, that's just how they. Uh, that's just how they. That's just how it is with that position, man. You can't. You paid Le'Veon Bell all that money. He had his worst season ever. I mean, it, he was. And you know, that, so that didn't help. You know who he was, Phil? He was Herschel Walker, negative one point five. Like he was Herschel, but he wasn't even a better version of Herschel Walker. He couldn't cut. Yo, what was that um, dude? Demarco Murray. Demarco Murray was his name. Demarco Murray. He couldn't yeah, cut. That, that's exactly like, who it was. He was. I'm like when they picked him up. I'm, like, I'm not. To this hype. day, I'm to this day, I hope I, I hope Bull did not make it to the future because he got a lot of money. <laughs> I was Yo, in Philly when he, that happened, and we happened to be we happened to be staying. I know I told this story before. We happened to be staying in the same hotel. So I came down and got off the elevator, and he was getting in. So I kind of, like, sized him up. <laughs> like, yo, I really don't need you to be here. <laughs> Everybody else was speaking to him, like, what's up, DeMarco? I was I'm like, man, look at that nigga. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't that big. Like, he looked much bigger on TV. Like, we could have. Yeah, man, a lot, lot of uh, shoulder pads. Yeah, we didn't want that, so fragile. And, and when you throw in the fact that the way most offenses are run, you know, it's saying for like us in the Ravens, you know, you're not using running backs like that all crazy. Anyway, and, and, and the way we play, we don't use the running backs when we're supposed to. And then when you're but, supposed um, to use them, you stop using them. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's just like, I mean, every, every, like if I'm in high school, there's no way I'm playing running back. You gotta go. You know, I'll you know I'll go play. I'll go play hoops. I'm not playing running back on on the on. If I'm not the receiver, if I'm not tight end or quarterback, I'm playing. I'm playing defense. Because so running think back I, is like. I'm about to say, why do you think I quit football? <laughs> I ain't doing all this. That's why. I, that's why I became a hooper. Like man, me. You, you, you saw the you saw the future. Man. You was like, man, hey, like don't be using me like that in, in, the, in, the, in the future. Like, I want to be able to walk when this is all said and done. And y'all seen Earl Campbell? Every time I see Earl Campbell, exactly. Like, we we both went to the same example because he's like the... the, the, uh, He is the example. He's literally the the face of the running back. Earl Campbell Campbell will hurt you. Earl Campbell will hurt your soul, man. Yes, he is. Earl Campbell will hurt (laughs) Running backs don't get paid. Like, y'all don't last long. Y'all can't walk after year five. Think, think about how great of an athlete Bo Jackson was, and he got his leg basically ripped out the socket. I mean, it's – Yo! Like, they took his I leg mean, out of I the mean, socket. To the, yeah. to the point – I mean, I mean, like, you know, I mean, we, you know what it is. I mean, them dudes, like, they be great. Like, that's why they had them, them short bursts, like CJ2K yeah. and uh, Priest Holmes and go on and on and on where you got these dudes, Jamal Anderson, Jamal Lewis. Where they had these great bursts, and they might they might get like anywhere between like four and nine thousand yards, and then they gone. Yeah, no doubt. And then you got oh, the ones that make it a little Mack. bit over that, like Ricky. 
in the chat group, he put DeMarco Murray. I should have looked there first. I would have got it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just really, I'm just looking forward to the draft. That's like the only real sports thing we can, Yo, we can kind of look. That's all we to. got. That's all we got going yeah, on man. right now is free yeah. agency, the my, draft, my dude, my dudes, um, and finding out who got coronavirus. That's all we got right now. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> but but no, I do I do want to do something with with us on Safe Space, man. I'm, I'm gonna just throw it out here on y'all show. Like I want I want us since we don't have a tournament, I want us to do a tournament of some sort, do a round of sixty four of some sort. Maybe like some. do like uh be, like best black TV shows or best you know. We got sixty four of them. I'm, I'm just. We ain't got nothing else. <laughs> we got sixty four of them, John. I mean, oh, if, if we do all time, we got sixty four. Trust me, you know I know. Um, yeah. No, let, yeah, let's do that. Let's but, do that. We gotta get together and get our list and get our seatings together. Yeah, that's, that's gonna be the hard part. Agreeing on seatings. <laughs> no, no, that's yeah. I know. We we. I think I, I was thinking seen, about that you know, too. Maybe, but. <laughs> I think we need yeah. to all each bring 16, uh, and then if we got duplicates, then we just figure that part out, and then we go like that, and then we just boom, boom, boom. All right. You know what I mean? Put that in the chat. We can start that tonight. <laughs> yeah. And or, or remind, we need, we put need the reminder in the chat. I know you brought it up. Just remind. Put be the reminder. You're going you gonna to you gonna have to, uh, you gonna have to uh, be on a, get a guest spot, though, so we don't have no ties. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we got we to gotta have – we can't have no ties. We also don't watch no TV, so he definitely a <laughs> God damn. Maybe we, maybe we maybe we get uh maybe we get Billy Bays. Uh, yeah, you gotta get Billy Bays. I'm 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 here for the I'm here for the for the Sunday mornings, brother. That's about all. That's about all I can get. <laughs> I'm here. For all right, the we, we do that. I'm here. No doubt. I ain't gonna hold y'all no more, man. Y'all be safe. Uh, stay low. Keep firing. I mean, I, the, the way, yeah, I mean, strap up. No, and, everything. <laughs> all the time. All right, man. All right, one. Illmatic 365, Tissue in the Tape, Hip Hop Podcast. Check it out on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Um, Before we go back to this stuff, we got one more call. We got the homie Rob calling out from, from Cali. Rob, what up, man? What's going on, man? It's your boy Big Rob, aka Yo. On Tinder, my bio, my bio says I do not have coronavirus. That's that's good enough for me. But hey, how y'all doing, man? What up? What up? So what's, what's going on, man? Heard your your Los uh, Angeles Lakers took their their test. I guess they're waiting with bated breath to see what's happening. But how how ready are you for sports to to get back underway, man? We need to get back because, bro, I'm gonna tell you right now, man. Yo, we was about to, uh, we was about to take it. First of all, we was about to take. Um, oh God, that's gonna be. To win, we, that's gonna be everybody's thing. We just beat the Clippers. Every Lakers fan. Every every Bucks fan. If if that exists, that's gonna be everybody's thing. We were gonna win this year if they didn't cancel the season. F O H. Man, get out of here with y'all. Y'all, y'all beat the Clippers for the first time this season, and that was what's it. Up, We're going to ascend to the yo, top. Yo, 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 listen, 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 Rob. Rob, I will hang up on you. Don't start the madness. You called. You started talking about them. This has nothing to do with my team. We're not talking about my team because 
when we're talking about your team because you brought them up, it doesn't hurt our feelings for you to start saying, what about the Sixers? We we are sports analysts. We cover everything. This is not a homer show. I don't give a damn about the Sixers. So just because we're saying something about your team doesn't mean, what about your team? I don't care. Stick to the topic. All right? Okay. FOH to winning a regular season game and saying, if this didn't happen, we was about to take it. Nobody said that when the Clippers was beating them earlier in the season. Nobody's, oh, man, the, the Lakers are done. The Clippers got it. It's a regular season game, Rob. It's a regular season game. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, all right, okay, all right. And, and for the record, yes, they're one of you the know, top I seed. do. I, they have a chance. As an Eagles fan, as an Eagles fan, I'm obligated to watch all Philly sports, so that's why I talk about your team. Ain't no trash talk. I, I have no, no, no. Can. You can talk about them if you call and you bring them up. We can talk about them, but you always happen to bring them up. When you bring up one of your teams, if we say anything negative, then you start bashing. I don't. We don't care about that, right? So it's like, and, and a lot of people do that. Like even online on social media, they find out who we root for. So if we're talking, you know, if we're saying anything negative about a team, they start saying, "Well, what about such and such?" Okay, they suck too. Just because they're from Philly, it don't mean anything. They suck too. So I'm saying that doesn't bother us. So you're wasting your time and our time. Having that as your reaction anytime we say anything negative about yeah, something yeah, you bring yeah. up. All I'm telling you. Now, the bench needs to improve. I, they, I mean, if they'll improve by now, it is what it is. Hopefully, Danny Green will come out and drop at least a good nine, hopefully, hopefully nine Danny, in the playoff. Danny huh? Green, we talk, why are we talking about Danny Green, man? I'm talking about the bench, man. <laughs> Danny Green. I'm talking about the bench. Oh, the bench. Kyle Kuzma's Kyle Kuzma's going to do his thing. Hopefully. Uh, and then like dot dot dot. Hopefully. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I mean, the what, what do you think about the moves that the Eagles have made? The ones that they missed out on? Because I know you're one of those fans that think everything they go out to do it should get done, as if the other teams don't have a say in it. But what do you think about the moves that they've made so far? It, it's um, not that the other uh, teams don't have a They let Malcolm walk. It's just that if they present you with an offer, it doesn't matter. The gamble, you take it. That's just like um, – well, But that's not – like, Most of the time you say that, Most of the time you say that, like you're one of those dudes, and I spoke to somebody else like this today as well. You're one of those dudes that bash Howie. Most of the time, it's Howie presenting the offers to the other team. If they say no, there's nothing we can do about it. That's what I'm trying to. That's what we've been trying to tell you all this time. But, you always say, but, like, but, if, the, if you hear the Eagles, oh, the Eagles should have traded for such and such. Like the Eagles just have it like that, where they can just snap their fingers and make a team agree to their trade negotiations. You know what I'm saying? Well, that, that, like that, that. they're in the mix right now. They've approached Atlanta. Atlanta did not approach us. They've approached approached Atlanta for Julio Jones. So far, Atlanta's at the table and they're listening. Any deal for Julio Jones would probably have to include Zach Ertz. What, what, what about Hopkins? What? A, how, what? A, huh? The, the the boy from the Texans. The boy from the Texans. Hopkins. Here he is. Hopkins. 
Yeah, I got traded. already got traded. He's and how he and how yeah. he inquired about him too. They were talking to the Eagles before they made the deal with somebody else. Look, if somebody else is willing to come up and sell their soul, there's nothing you can do about that, right? You can't just give every offer that somebody offers you. Sometimes it's not worth it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they, yo, yo. Sometimes it's not worth it. Sometimes they end up getting fleeced. Like, Absolutely. better deals be out there. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We shall see. Because uh, as far as I know, Aaron Schefter said they went to different teams. They went to the Eagles. The Eagles were not interested. That direct, that, that's, that's, a, that's a direction on Howie. And, and by the way, that Malcolm Jenkins, I thought, you got even to though show I me like that personally. Because the information that I got is that they spoke, is that they talked about it, and they couldn't come to anything, and then a deal came, and then Cardinals and Rams, I mean, Cardinals and uh, Texans took it. Where did, show me where Adam Schefter said he called the Eagles, and the Eagles weren't interested. I'll, I'll show you that clip. I'll show you that clip. I'll show you that, I'll show you that clip. But the thing is, but, but the Ooh, thing is that, that Malcolm Jenkins, that Malcolm Jenkins, also comes up with this move. The Malcolm Jenkins move I thought was bad. Even though I don't like Malcolm Jenkins personally, yeah, I think he was scammer, a sellout. Yeah, all, all, the, all, the, all the stuff you say. I get it. Well, dumb it's, stuff true, it's true. It's true. That's you better not be one of them people that praise Jay-Z. <laughs> one thing I did want to talk about, which we mentioned it a little bit earlier, um, as you can see, like more and more you know, professional athletes are testing positive for this virus. Um, but the reason why we don't know the real numbers in the country yet is because, you know, a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of testing kits out there. Like the president has taken a lot of flack for their preparedness of this whole thing. Um, so it's a lot of regular citizens with symptoms being turned away for testing, yet, you know, they're testing whole NBA teams when nobody has symptoms. Um, do you see that as a problem? I mean, I know the NBA, a lot of the teams came out and was like, well, you know, we paid to have, you know, private companies administer tests and all of that. But, yeah, it's a pandemic going on. So even though these aren't the free tests that the CDC has given away, these tests still could be going to people who are actually showing signs of being sick. You got any thoughts on that? Um, this is where big business um, meets morals, meets, you know, righteousness, so to speak. Um, it is absolutely the right thing to do to make test kits available, no matter how expensive, no matter how, you know, sophisticated, whatever, available to the general public. But I do not believe that you can legislate that or force private citizens and companies to take their money and invest it in helping other people. I mean, how do you do that? How do you, that, and, and as much criticism as we level at, at your president, Donald Trump, and I love to shoot at him, this one, we, it, it, it doesn't fit. This one, he can't, he can't wear this. I mean, he has to use the means that are afforded to him through the channels that he controls. He can't force sports teams to invest in tech kits for citizens. So, yeah, I think that's a 
that's a flawed a flawed argument. No, no, he he definitely can't. I mean, he doesn't know that though. He thinks he's the emperor of the world. He he thinks if he calls <laughs> and makes a call, he probably does think he can. You know, I'm just saying. I'm just you know, I'm talking about the optics of it. I mean, because the reality of the situation is they are playing for private testing, but right. it, it it looks terrible because the country has a shortage of tests, and we're you know every day they're reporting these numbers that's probably not even half of what's going on in the country because a lot of these people aren't getting tested. Like, I've mm-hmm. actually seen, like, country folk from West Virginia bragging. Like, see, y'all always said that we were at the bottom of the barrel, but we don't have that COVID-19. Ain't mm-hmm. nobody sent no testing kits to West Virginia. Everybody <laughs> walking around with it and have no clue because nobody's wasting it. I ain't even going to say that. People going to get upset. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Anyway, you get my point, man. So yeah, so you know, it's just a bad look optics-wise. But at the same time, what Donald Trump and his administration can wear, though, is the fact that you know when this thing first started, they were get you know they were offered testing kits from other countries. They could have had way more by now, but he spent the first couple days of this calling it a hoax. Mm-hmm. But now he's patting himself on the back talking about how he took it serious from day one. He predicted it was going to be a pandemic. Like, dude, just at any time just spouts off lies like we're stupid. But I'm, you know, I guess as a as a collective we are stupid because we vote people like this in the office where he can just say what he wants like nothing happened. He's the master of shaggy. Wasn't me. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't me. Zena, Zena, in the shower, wasn't me. Shout out to my kids. Shout out to my kids and their vocabulary work. Xenophobia is an ugly, ugly thing, man. There are yeah. people that would would rather deal with his ignorance that they know than the uh, than the unknown. So you know, but that's a whole other topic for another another day. It definitely is. Bad um, optics, quick, but I'm not oh, mad. Bad optics. Quick quote of the week, which comes from. 45 as well, you know, 45 went on TV and said, people are dying that have never died before. (laughs) Yeah, that's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, unless he has some strong belief in, you know, reincarnation, I pretty much figured everybody who died has never died before. (laughs) Yo. Yo, you got to give it up for Donald Trump got on the news media in front of the country and said people are dying that have never died before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he definitely, he definitely is. His... Um, a quick stat of the week. <laughs> Yo, I mean, some people have some hairy situations where they said they've seen a light, so. You know, you got you to gotta give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, some people didn't walk towards that light. They came back. So, um, stat of the week, man, this is interesting. Um, it's about Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald has 29 career drop passes, but he also has 37 career tackles. So, a stat like that tells me that his quarterbacks throughout his career have failed him way more times than he's failed his quarterbacks. If he's running down, making tackles, <laughs> being a wide receiver, most of those had to be off of interceptions, maybe a couple off some fumbles. Um, 
Yo. And 37 tackles. That that means they failed him a lot because you can't say, okay, well, that's only, you know, a he did, few more he did, than his drop passes. He didn't make every didn't make, tackle on every he didn't make every He didn't make every tackle. And if we're if we going to dive deep into this, Larry Fitzgerald, to my knowledge, you, I could be wrong. Y'all can correct me. Larry Fitzgerald's slow ass never played on special teams either. So none yeah, of them tackled. Why, why would you? <laughs> he, yo, yo, he has more tackles <laughs> and never played on special teams. That's insane. Unless they were like special plays where they were on the hands team or something like that. You know, maybe one came from there, but yeah, yeah, hands team on the onside. So shout out to Larry. And um, no shout-out to the quarterbacks who failed him so many times in his lifetime. All right, so real quick, man, like I said, we, we're going to be watching a comedy special. This is a great time to go ahead and read it because there's not a lot going on in sports right now. So, you know, humor yourself. Spend some of that time getting a good read in. It's not a long book, so just go to sportsthebook.com or get your copy from our website at warroomsports.com. Whatever you do and wherever you get it from, just make sure you don't miss this movement. Um, man, sad news. Roger Mayweather dies. Uh, Floyd's uncle and former trainer. Um, I know you guys remember last week we talked about Floyd's, you know, the, the, the mother of his children passed away just a week earlier. So now Roger Mayweather uh, dies at, I believe, just 58 years old. Like, what's up with, uh, with Floyd's? His his surrounding family members like what's what's going on here? Somebody sending the herd or a lot of, <laughs> who's responsible lot of, for this? A lot of cocaine, a lot of liquor, a lot of parties, a lot of late nights, hard life, hard living. Uh, yeah, we, we know we know Roger was considered to be you know one of the world's best boxing trainers. Um, you get that kind of reputation when the fighter that you're training goes undefeated in his career. Uh, I think he began working with his nephew back in 1996, um, along with his, his his dad, Floyd Mayweather Sr. Um, as you can remember, B, they've had some some issues over the years. Sometimes when Floyd, you know, had to pick somebody, he rather his train with his uncle. His father was a little salty about that a few times. Um, but Floyd said, my uncle was one of the most important people in my life, inside and outside of the ring. Um, remember, he was also a professional fighter. He had a 20-year career. He was the original Black Mamba. That was his, his nickname. Um, so shout out to Roger Mayweather. Um, I don't, I don't, I never saw, I think he had, they said he struggled with diabetes. Yeah, but other than that, I don't, I don't see like a cause for his death. So well, I guess that, they're that, trying to say it was complications of enough. diabetes. Yeah, that could that could be big enough. And one of the things that comes of that is when you are, I, I, I'm not I'm not trying to put anything out there in the wind, but my eye test tell, told me that Roger may have enjoyed bending the elbow a little bit. If y'all catch me mm-hmm. and bending the elbow, <laughs> definitely not good for that particular disease at all so uh you know rest in power rest in peace great legacy in the sport and profession that he chose to pursue uh wasn't was a very good trainer 
Um, very good to. And, and in other boxing news, um, Canelo and Triple G have agreed on a third fight. They're looking tentatively at September 12th at AT&T Stadium in Dallas. Um, I guess it depends on when we get back to regular life, if you know that's going to be a thing or not, at least on that date. Um, would you be looking forward to a Canelo Triple G Part 3? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. I want to see that more than I want to see Tyson Fury and Wildenberg go at it. You know. <laughs> hey, shout out to the homie Court Bennett because you know that's his new thing on the page. He, <laughs> he turned our page for the last two weeks into a uh, Tyson Fury is a cheater page. Like ah. several posts about that. Um, the whole thing with you know still photos of his glove looking like it's not where it's supposed to be and maybe his fists hanging through the where where the strings are. Um then there's people saying that he's doping. It's everything. It's something, anything that comes out he's putting it there. And he's going hard on it just like he does on Tom Brady and his pension for cheating. So Tyson Fury if Tyson Fury is cheating, his cheating is failing him. <laughs> he need to yeah, cause he need to cheat with some steroids and get some muscles or something. Like, <laughs> he out there looking like one of the goons from Popeye. <laughs> oh man, look like Alice the goon. Yo, out there beating the trash out of people. The, the very at the very very superficial end of the spectrum. If I'm one of Wildenberg's homies, I'm looking at him like yo. You let that fat bull bitch. <laughs> Tyson Fury looks like a 69 year old truck driver. How did you? Listen, Wildenberg can't box. He throws his punches from way out here. He leaves and he doesn't move his head. He's a stationary. Yeah. I mean, he, he can't be dude no matter what. And I'm not going to excuse him if any of these allegations are true. But he he can't beat this dude no matter what the deal is. Um, but we'll see. You know, it might be it's supposed to be a third one. He won't go in there and commit suicide like that again. Um, I guess he better hope Tyson Fury like parties himself out by the time that rematch comes and lives the life of a heavyweight champion. Um, a la Mike Tyson. But uh, that's what happened this week. While y'all were on the grind, real quick, this date in sports history, brought to you by Bowie Falcons Youth Basketball Program. We all know, y'all all know that the Baldwin family loves the kids, and since you're all a part of our family, it's time for y'all to show your love. The Bowie Falcons are a 7U and 8U startup travel basketball program in the suburban Washington, D.C. area. Please show your support by donating anything you can uh, anything you can spare to assist the program in its preparation for the 2020 summer circuit. If there's going to be a 2020 summer circuit, all proceeds go to reserving gym time for practices, travel tournaments, local summer leagues, and summer basketball camps. If you want to place a donation, simply visit the front page of our website at warroomsports.com. Click on the Bowie Falcons flash ad near the top of the page. Uh, please show your support and help these young hoopers thrive because ball is Life. You can also find that GoFundMe link on our Facebook page. It's pinned to the top of the page, so when you get on there, there's no excuse for not seeing it. 
uh, help these young ballers out. All right, on this day, March 19th, 1995, B, I know this was a day that will live in infamy with you. The boy, the man, the myth, Michael Jordan, returns. He rejoined the Chicago Bulls after 17 months out of the NBA. Uh, most say to play baseball. Some say to take a break after the death of his father. Some say he might have been secretly suspended for his gambling habits and drinking habits. No matter why or what it was that made him miss those 17 if he came back to the Bulls. Pacers and hit the game-winning shot to get the Pacers up out of there in his first game back. Like, this dude was that great, man. You missed 17 games – I mean, 17 months. You come back, you you score like 32 points in a win and hit the game-winning bucket, drops Whoa. down, kisses the floor, runs out of the arena. A lot of his what? story, like, it's mm-hmm. hard to imagine this kind of stuff, to think this stuff up for a movie let alone, like, it really happening in real life. Like, if he would have left the game for good after that shot to win the championship against the the Jazz, hand in the air, raised, come on, man, that would have been the perfect ending storybook. It would have been. It would have been too much too much competitive juice to uh, to let it go and nothing yeah, safe. Yeah, he could let it go. Like, uh, as, as much as he gets bashed, though, like, he came back at the age he came back, he was still giving out buckets. He was so, still giving out buckets. But quiet, quiet, Michael quiet Jordan it. set the bar so high for Michael Jordan for that Michael. people always look at that as a negative. He was quiet. out there giving out buckets at 40-something. Quiet has kept the most impressive phase of his career to me besides the second. Because I call his post-retirement, his post-first retirement phase, that's when he became the, the God MC. I'm actually more impressed with him as a wizard than I am him pre-retire, pre-first retirement. Pre-first retirement, he was just a – his athleticism was, was amazing. Highest – still holds the, the, the record for the highest uh, vertical in the league. Athletically, he was on a different plane. But that second stint was amazing. But as a wizard, as a middle-aged man – what he was doing to the cats at forty, it that that was that was special, man. I don't it wasn't Michael Jordan that we were used to, but he came in the league if anybody he was the equal of other Hall of Famers in their late twenties. Even at that age. Like that was Except crazy. Except for one. <laughs> for his son. He was out to his kill son, him. His, his son got him. His he was out to kill him. His son but, got him. Gave all of that to Jerry Stackhouse and looked at him the entire game. No, that because that is the thing. Like, I, I would say, with all that went down, he was still a top twenty player in the NBA, and raise that even more if you're just talking about you know shooting guards or scorers or, or whatever. Because when you put him top twenty, you still had, you had to look at cats like you know Garnett, Duncan. The big dudes mm-hmm. who are who are still taking over that era, mm-hmm. but you know he was still holding his own. Like you had good had players in the league, cats like. Remember, he had the two hand block over Ron Mercer. Like Ron Mercer was a decent NBA player at that time. Yeah, Ron Mercer you know was but, but, in the game. But those kind of dudes were still mesmerized, still afraid of this old man, <laughs> and 
a lot of times when these dudes talk trash to him, even as a wizard, he went out there and and like imposed his will. Some games, some games, not so much. But yeah, it, it was definitely crazy to see. All right, so shout out to Mike. Uh, March 19th, 1995, when he rejoined player movement in NFL mm-hmm. rap, of course. Brought to you by Digital Extreme Technology. Do you or your business custom website? Well, for dynamic, professional, and most of all, affordable custom website, website solutions, you need Digital Extreme Technology. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence, top quality, results-driven websites, at incredibly affordable prices, financing options, are available. Visit DigitalExtremeTech.com or call 267-205-4203. And for discounted rates, be sure to tell them that the homies over at War Room Sports sent you. All right. It's been a thing going on. It's been a lot going on um, in the NFL, as as there usually is um, around this time in the offseason. This is where the NFL always you know, still they stole um, the, the news cycle from the NBA. But the NBA, mm-hmm. you know, over the last few years have tried to get a little more interesting, and even after their season, they've they've been stealing a lot of the news cycle as well. Um, but the NFL definitely has been back at it this week. Uh, over the week earlier when Tom Brady, first of all, surprisingly to me, you know, when when – even down to – I always told you, like, all right, Tom Brady leaving the Patriots, I can't see it and I won't believe it until I see it. So even when he wrote that social media letter thanking the fans of, you know, New England and saying that he was leaving, I still didn't show me. And I'm still like, you know, even now, he agreed to sign with the Buccaneers. Everything's not – Totally pushed the ship because of COVID nineteen. They're having issues with uh, um, getting his physical. So he basically they found an independent doctor to do his physical, and they're going to give the results to the team to believe until it actually happens. But that was the biggest news of the week. Um, There's a lot of players now with the NBA mentality that's trying to go down and join Tom. That's why I told Tobias earlier. Like there's a there's a possibility that they could be semi-successful in this first season because you got a lot of people if the, the Buccaneers can afford it, if they can move some things around. you got a lot of talent that wants to go down there and, and, and thug it out with time a little bit. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, some of the other moves that's been made, we mentioned it a little bit earlier too. DeAndre Hopkins traded to the Cardinals, um, traded for David Johnson, and I believe a second-round pick. Um, a lot of people have been looking at Bill O'Brien and wondering if Bill O'Brien, the GM, is trying to get Bill O'Brien, the coach, fired because a lot of the things that he's doing, including this particular transaction, did make sense to a lot of people. Did it make sense to you at all? Uh, you know what no. David Johnson was two, 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 three seasons ago, but mm. yeah, I, 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 I think that I think that Bill O'Brien is tripping. Uh, I have reason to believe that him trading DeAndre Hopkins was personal. Um, they, they had an issue. They did not get along, and as the GM, 
he opted to take a stand and put his life on the line, not just his livelihood, but his life on the line. Because if this doesn't work out, they're taking him out to sea and putting the cement shoes on him. Because DeAndre Hopkins was easily top five, top three on most, and number one on some in some seasons. Like there's, you don't trade that type of guy directly in the middle of their prime. That's impossible. So for him to do that, I, I Un, unless unless you're a super struggling franchise and he's, you know, one of your only trade pieces. But this is a team mm-hmm. that just this is a team that had Super Bowl aspirations last season. This is a team that made the playoffs. So it's kind of weird right. to see them get rid of who a lot of people think is arguably their best player in the midst of that. Because even though you yeah. did have Super Bowl Super Bowl aspirations. I don't think they're the type of team with a roster where you can just plug and play right now and you'll still be in the mix. I think you need so, to add to that roster so, as much as you could while trying not to lose some of your best assets. So they have the dude Fuller on the other side who is a tremendous athlete, tremendous speed, good receiver. I think what the, the party line is going to be is we had two number one receivers. That's not true. So if you're selling me that because Fuller can dominate number two and number three corners with his speed, decent route runner, no. So Fuller is a a poorer, I wouldn't call him poor man's, but a poorer man's version of Deshaun Jackson. I put him somewhere between a one and a two. He probably is better than a number two receiver, but he's not a guy – that can run, you can run with on a squad and say, okay, here's our number one receiver, beat double teams night in and night out, day in and day out. No. You yeah. replace – yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like the move. I know that Arizona wanted David Johnson gone because for them, I believe they don't believe that he'll ever return to form. And so you're taking a bad contract, getting rid of a great talent and player – it just doesn't. It doesn't right. mean. And they had some of his backups like emerge last season, so he's expendable. Kenyon Drake, yeah. especially with Drake. the money that he's making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's what it's a person. It's a, O'Brien and and Hopkins didn't get along. Period. Yeah. I mean, Hopkins tried to deny that, but we've we've heard the rumblings before. Um. So Darius Slay was traded to the Eagles for a second and a. Uh, I believe it was the yeah, second, third, fifth. Third and um, fifth. And, and that kind of coincided with the Eagles allowing Malcolm Jenkins to to move on. Um, and that's what we were addressing with Rob before our technical third, difficulty third, came in. And, and I think fifth. Rob's on the line. Rob, we're going to get back to you, but we're going we're gonna to talk about this before you because, you know, you're going to cut everybody off and make it about something that is not um, – a lot of Eagles fans are a little upset about this whole thing. Uh, what are your thoughts about losing Malcolm, then trading for Darius Slay, and paying him? Actually, they've made him the richest cornerback in the league. I mean, you know, that's what you have to do these days. Like, every contract has to be at least a dollar more than the last guy that got paid. Um, so, he, he, he's going to come in somewhere around $15, 16000000 million a year. 16, 16.5. 
which puts right. him 150,000. So what are your thoughts about how this is reshaping and refacing the Philadelphia Eagles defensive backfield? Mind you that uh, Jalen Mills is going to move now, which might actually play out to be better for him. Um, what's your thoughts? So this is interesting because there's several ways to, to skin this cat in terms of perspective. So Dar- let's take Darius Slay. I'm a, I'm a believer. I'm a fan. I won't say a fan, but I, I like Darius Slay. He's 29 years old. The way he plays the game from a cerebral perspective, he's not just a raw, raw athlete. He's a, he's a film study guy. He's a decent, he's a good athlete, but he's not, you know, we're not talking about Patrick Peterson, Champ Bailey type athlete. He's more of a, I watch the film, I know the tendencies of everybody on the field, everybody's job. So I like Because he like has that. been I, considered lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, correct. Because we I, get him after, after his worst season, you know, yeah. grade-wise, yeah. but. I don't mind. I don't mind taking a three-year flyer on on a guy that's 29, and saying, "Can you play at or around your peak for the next three years?" I, I don't mind chancing that. So I'm cool. I'm cool with that move. Malcolm Jenkins, strictly as a football player, I have rarely in my life seen a player that I feel has completely and utterly maximized their potential. Like, I think we've seen Malcolm Jenkins play at the complete highest level that he could possibly play at. I don't Mm -hmm. think that Malcolm Jenkins had another gear to go to, and especially not at the age he is. But even if you look back three years ago or four years ago where he was clearly in the middle of his prime, that's the best Malcolm Jenkins there is and I am thankful for it he was a great addition to the Eagles he did he played every position on the field except for the D-line he played them all well <laughs> IQ was out of this unchart like he's he's got a brain like a Ed Reed he doesn't have a game like an Ed Reed but he's got a brain like Ed like his cerebral understanding of football was off the charts I'm super appreciative is he going to create a void not being there? Definitely. But if but were you willing yeah. to give him what he was asking for at 32 hell, years old? Hell no. Because I believe very slightly, not, 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 I could be wrong because I'm not quite sure, but I saw a slight slide in his game. I saw, I saw a slide. Slight, I saw a slight because at his best, when when I really appreciated what he could do, was three things: free, strong, and slot. All that other stuff was icing on the cake. But free, strong, and slot corner. Those three things. That's amazing. That in and of itself is amazing to be able to play those three positions. Malcolm Jenkins could no longer be a high quality slot corner. That was I definitely enough. saw a slide, though, B. It was the type of thing where our corners were so bad and the reputation of our corners got so bad that, yeah. you know, average fans, every time they saw somebody get burned deep, they, blame they just the assume, corner. oh, this corner is toast, he's garbage, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there were several of those this season that was Malcolm Jenkins' fault. 
And it yeah. was something that I'd never seen from him in his tenure for Eagle. So, so I started to notice. And it's one of those things. Sometimes it's just time to move on. It's, it's, Love, time, yeah, it's time to move on. Love him to death. Appreciate what he did. That Super Bowl, I I feel comfortable in saying our Super Bowl does not happen without him. Yeah. Our Super Bowl does not happen. So that's how highly as I a player, as a leader, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm athletically. I'm, I think we're we. He's closer to the end than the beginning. Now I saw a couple of those breaks uh, that you saw. And I question whether it was athleticism or him trying to overcompensate and make a play because he knew he was on the field with inferior players because he did some things where jump in terms of being in the wrong position and trying to anticipate that at least the two blown coverage in, coverages in my mind that I can think that come to mind weren't really he was getting outclassed by somebody that was a better athlete. It was – I think the ball's going here. I'm going to gamble. It it was you trying to use all of your years of being a veteran to guess what was happening and not being able athletically to get back into a play where you guess wrong. You know what I'm saying? Not being able to Sean Taylor yourself. (laughs) Not a lot of players can do that. Um, Yeah, and, and this is what fans don't understand. Because, you know, there's a lot of people out there, well, you know, why couldn't you just add Slay, pay Malcolm? First of all, they're not going to dedicate that kind of money to two different players in their secondary. If it comes down to it, because I think when they decided to let him walk is when they already had something in principle with Darius Slay. If it comes down to paying big bucks to a a 29-year-old cornerback versus a 32-year-old safety yeah, you go. You're gonna you're gonna pay the cornerback every time. Yeah, you got you gotta like, go. So, that's so let's, let's rules. You gotta pay. You gotta go with the corner, the younger cornerback every time. And people, a lot of people are like, man, 29 and 32. That's not that. In no, four years, it is because in, because because in three years, when Darius slays 32, they're gonna be kicking him out of the door too. And I three and three years love with these players, man. We, I love them as well, but. In three years, had you paid had you paid Malcolm, he would have been thirty five going on thirty six, and his and then we wouldn't have been having this this is he kind of falling off or I'm making excuses for his athleticism saying gambling at that point at that point it would have been no his knees are gone and he's done um so so even with the Saints are paying him the Saints are desperate the Saints Saints just recently not this year but last year lost. One of the better young corner uh, safeties in the league. I already stated last season, I thought the Saints window was closing after that season. Um, they, they they brought back an 80-year-old quarterback in Drew Brees this year. I think the Saints are in desperation mode. The Saints are thinking, let's see if we can squeeze one more run out of this team. They're going to overpay some people. They're going to keep some people longer than they should. So I don't think that like for them signing him so quick to the money that they did, that has no bearing on the Eagles and letting them go. Because I hear a lot of people say, man, they made the same mistake with B-Duck. B-Duck was good for a half a season after he left the Eagles. Let's keep it real. Favorite player of all time. Ain't nobody yeah. in NFL history that I love more than Brian Dawkins. Brian Dawkins had a half a good season with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, he, he, he did. And and he went, he actually yeah. went to two, he went to two Pro Bowls. Yeah. But I saw but, him but, play, I saw him play the the second season with Denver. 
and he basically <laughs> got a he got a he got a lifetime achievement. He got a lifetime achievement award in that second season. The first season, he played well enough in the beginning because yeah. there was a chip on his shoulder, no doubt. To, yeah, he, to, he to played be. well enough to garner a, a Pro Bowl. So what we we're saying, get rid, we didn't get rid of the dog too early. We didn't pay the price for that. Love dog to death. And there's Malcolm, nobody else who encompasses being an eagle more than Brian Dawkins. But yeah, y'all can't there's, think only, like there's, that. Only, there's only two safeties. There's only two safeties out there better than Dawk ever. Yeah, I said it. Ronnie Lott and Ed Reed. <laughs> That's but um, <laughs> I, I will say this with Malcolm. I believe if we could have kept him for the right number, you can get another two you do to it. three good seasons. But what the money he was asking, okay. Now here's my issue. He Here's was vocal, where, B. He was vocal before free agency saying, I'm not giving a hometown discount. Hometown discount. Yeah, so you knew you knew he had to go. But here's here's the here's the here's where it gets here's And I'm not mad I, at him either. Know, get what get what you can get. get what you can. I know what Jalen Mills is. You know what Jalen Mills is. They tripping, yo. They tripping. Dude, dude, I, dude's I, IQ. Dude's IQ I, is I not do. That. You know what though? I learned and and you can't just take off, you know, what you see behind the scenes. But I did end up watching – I haven't finished it, but I did watch that All or Nothing, the, the Eagles. And I, mm-hmm. I, I saw a lot of things behind the scenes that gave me the impression that Jalen Mills might be a little smarter than we give him credit for. And he might be a little more of a leader than he gets credit for. You're going to get overshadowed when you have the leader of leaders back there, Right. Yeah. So I saw some things. I'm like, maybe he's not stupid. He just can't no. do it. Yo, I'm like, he can't get, the no, move no, no, no. to that's, safety that's, that's, does make more sense because he gets to do more reactive things as a safety. You know what I'm saying? He gets to, to weed things out. He gets a few more seconds than the cornerbacks to weed some things out and react to plays. So, I'm, I'm Yo. you know, if that's what they're going to go with. Then I'm Yo. curious to see it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dismiss but him yet. Avante, I'm gonna wait till he shows to be a bum at that position to call him a bum. Avante Maddox wasn't bad as an up and coming safety. I've seen Jalen Mills, and I'll give him credit for everything that you're saying that I did not see. Is he a good leader? Probably. Is he a smart player? You know what? Let me say this. I can't call he, him Matt, but I can say smarter than what I thought he, he was. No, well, listen, he has to be smart to a degree because why else is he out there? It ain't his athleticism. Dude right. can't run. His hips and, like, when he was hurt, they were, like, pressed to get him back. Like, we can't. We got to get Jalen back. Like, <laughs> if, if, if you can reasonably run, like, not even be a burner, but reasonably run, and you're running deeper than a, 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 a 13-yard route, dude is beat. Like, if dude can't get his hands, can't, he can't. He has no catch-up speed. So Which I guess is why, like I said, B, like he would have to be better at safety than he is at corner, because at, co- at corner he just simply can't run with people. And, that, I, and I've noticed that, like he's never yeah. been fast to me. So I'm Not, like, okay, let's, let's try it. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's try it. Let's see. I don't expect him to be Malcolm. Not at all. I got I don't another. That. I got another. I hold. I, I got another standard for for safeties in this in this day and age. And I guess Earl Thomas sort of set the bar. But who? But who is going to be Earl Thomas? Like, dude, yeah, it's different. It's a lot of people. Like, you name certain people that set your bar, but 
then if you look at everybody else in the league, like, I don't know. It's not realistic. I, I, I don't. I can't see. I don't know what Jalen Mills. I don't. Can I do. don't see them doing this because, matter of fact, he's staying not even on a long time. I think it's a one year deal. One year. It's so one year. Fall. I see a safety being drafted. I see that. Yeah. And do you, shoot, do you, if they can make you, the right deal in free agency, he might get replaced in the next couple of weeks. So you, you know, we don't know if it's. Do you yeah, resign Darby? It's gonna be. Do you slide Darby? How do you feel about Darby as a number two corner versus your your main your main dog, your lead dog? Oh, that, 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 I think the Eagles had. We started the season with decent depth at cornerback. We didn't have any lockdown corners, anything like that. And when Darby is your best corner, you're already a little bit behind the eight ball. But at the same time, they had plenty of depth. And that was another position that was ravaged throughout the season, you know, mm-hmm. with injury. So, you know, it, it wasn't that the, the Eagles cornerbacks were as bad as the reputation stakes. People were looking at their reputation from dudes who were like four stringers. <laughs> like, we don't even know half these dudes that yeah. in here getting time. And then, like, luckily we had that many corners to go to because we definitely ran out of them. So on paper so- – on paper, I like I like Darius Slay, and I like I like sliding Darby to the to the two. I like that tandem. Right. The the other boy McLeod, yo, he's a nice guy. I'm sure that you know he makes all of the events. He signs all the autographs for the kids. He doesn't get beat, but he don't take the ball away from me. He don't make no splash. No, I, I can definitely say this right now, and like I said, I, I'm willing to give. Mills a chance to prove, and I always like safeties who played corner in yeah. a lot in their career because you can always depend on them a little bit. Like even if you were a corner that got burnt on some big plays, the fact that you lined up at corner for your whole career kind of gives you an advantage once you move back to safety. But I'm willing to give him that chance. But I will go into the season saying, at this point the Eagles cornerbacks are stronger than the Eagles safeties, whereas in seasons past with Malcolm, that was always the reverse. I'd have so, thrown Avante, I'd have thrown Avante out, out there and probably sent uh, Jalen Mills to the car wash never to return. I, that's just Mills me. a better I, tackler I, than them dudes, though. He can tackle. Not hitter, yeah. but tackler. He's six, he like six one and two hey, ten. I, 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 that's, what, that's why he's back there. That's what I'm saying. Like, too slow to keep up at corner, but you were a pretty short tackler, you know, in comparison. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it could work, man. Um, speaking of ex-Eagles, uh, Nick was traded to the Bears. Uh, I think Jacksonville might have pulled this trigger too soon. I mean, yeah, they're going to be yeah. hoping and praying that Gardner no. Minshew is what he showed yeah. you. Yeah, you know, it's not relief. a knock. I don't think that's a knock to Nick Foles. I think that's just no, no, the, no. Yeah, youth, the youth that, movement with Gardner Minshew. That was – this dude came in – I mean, because Nick Foles only – you know, he got hurt in the first game while throwing a touchdown. This dude right. came in, surprised people, played very well. Now they got their hands crossed in prayer mode like we hope he plays that way again. Because if not, <laughs> we made a mistake and we're looking for a quarterback again. So, you know, mm-hmm. good luck to, to Gardner Minshew. Do you think Nick Foles will at some point be the starter in Chicago? Yeah. Because they still have, yes. you know, Trash Bisky. So do you think Nick Foles will take over for Trash Bisky at some point this season? 
it's disrespectful. Or do you think league. he'll beat him out and start yeah. the season as the quarterback? It's disrespectful to the legend who was Nick Foles for Nick Foles to not be named the starter instantly over trash whiskey. <laughs> I don't care. I, I, like, come on, man. Nick Foles wins, man. He wins. Yeah. It ain't pretty. It ain't super flashy. Sometimes he can throw deep. Sometimes he can't. It ain't, it ain't sexy, but he's a winner to me. <laughs> that yeah, shit was sexy for two games in February 2018 and January yeah, I'm, I'm 2018. Like, no, me, like real talk, like the, and to end that season in the regular season wasn't sexy at all. The game against Atlanta wasn't sexy at all, but against the Vikings and the Patriots, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Who the ball, <laughs> who, that who, thing was who, Rihanna. Who the ball from West, uh, who the ball from West Virginia that uh, that played for the Jets? He's just trash, and he had a starting spot that you somebody, know I'm talking somebody, somebody without a test kit. Um, Pennington, Chad Pennington. No, 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 not Chad. He was tough. He was tough. He oh, just had no. Okay. Oh no. Oh yeah. Chad went to Marshall. Chad went to Marshall. Recent, anyway. I'm talking about in recent recent times, like within the last four years, it was a black quarterback. And anyway, my point, my point, my point being, if Trubisky was black, they'd have been cut him. He's 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 turducken sauce. (laughs) And like I said, you know, I held out hope until probably midway through last season. You know, because everybody, when you're drafted that high, you're going to show some flashes. There are going to be times when you have to show something that will justify why anybody was even willing to take a flyer that high. So you see some throws, you're like, okay, I, I, they think they can make something out of him. But then, as everything goes on, you're like, he's stupid. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if they're going to be able to make anything out of him. Yeah, um, he's, Teddy Bridgewater he's has signed with the Panthers. The Panthers have given uh, Cam Newton uh, the opportunity to seek a trade. They try to act like it was mutual, but Cam immediately went through his social media and said, please don't act like you know, this was anything mutual. I love the Panthers to death, but this is a decision that they made. This isn't us. So, Cam letting you know. Um, a lot of people thought he could end up in Chicago, but, you know, trading for Nick Foles with what Nick Foles is making and, you know, Trubisky still being on the roster. Pretty sure that's not going to be the move for Cam. The Chargers are claiming that they're going to stick with Tyrod Taylor. Uh, after missing out on Tom Brady. So Tyrod gets another shot at it. Phillip Rivers joins the Colts um, after Malcolm, (laughs) Eagles Malcolm X, uh, a.k.a. Malcolm Jenkins, after he was let walk by the Eagles, he he rejoined the Saints. Um, Amari Cooper stays in Dallas. And the latest thing that comes down the pike, uh, Todd Gurley has been released by the Los Angeles Rams, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but that—that's one. This is one of those things that shows you, you know, because fans be out there, man, pay the man, pay the man. This is what shows you that you just can't throw money at everybody, especially at the running back position. You can't throw that money around because a year later, it only—it only took two seasons, but a year later they were already having buyer's remorse on that. Right. Um. And it'll be the same thing for everybody else that's making their running back the highest paid running back in the history of football. Um, Cowboys, uh, you know, just just everybody. It's just a different position now. And you cannot depend on, first of all, the longevity in that position. And the game has changed so much. 
like who's you know, but a select few teams who's even using running backs to that point. If it's not in a committee, who's using one running back to that point where you have to pay these uh, guys that much and a contract I that you're going to regret six months after you sign it? Right, right. And I think with the Cowboys, they are forcing themselves to regret it because they were I, – I don't even know if it's about Dak as much as it is about we're the Cowboys. We need to have a strong-armed – QB that's slinging the ball all over the field because that sells tickets because they, I I believe that Zeke is still one of the best three running backs in the world, but they don't treat him like that. And so the fall off for him isn't even about him truly falling off athletically. It's about them wanting to throw the ball 45 to 50 times a game. So, that overvalues the, the position, you know, the position itself. They get behind and they got to throw, you know, but throwing sells, you know, sells tickets. So, but we got to get out of here, man. Yeah, yeah. It's time to get up out of here. Um, again, we, we got to work on things. I don't know what all of that stuff was about in the middle of the show. Um, but it happens. <laughs> um, it's starting to happen a little too much. We're going to get up out of here. So we'd like to thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the War Room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room on Facebook, Twitter, War Room Sports, Game Time on the Group Me app, and all the callers who called in to chop it up with us. Tune in next week live right here on demand as we catch you up on all the sports topics for the week, which, again, will almost certainly revolve around the response to this pandemic. So until then, enjoy your weekend. The start of next week, please stay safe. Be considerate of others. We'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on warroomsports.com. Also, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book at sportsbook.com or warroomsports.com. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity and be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top.
War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.